good evening and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna. I'm your host, Harry Simiu, and for the third instalment of our summer series, I'm joined once again by sports reporter Anguna, Chris Davidson. How you doing, mate? I'm good, Harry. How are you? Not too bad, my friend. Not too bad. Uh, just enjoying the World Cup. What about yourself? Yeah, no, I've been enjoying it. been watching quite a lot of it from what I can fit in my, my, my uh, days. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been good so far. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, it has. It's been particularly enjoyable. Um, it's been interesting seeing how VAR is working as well. Um, I've certainly found that interesting anyway. Now, despite the World Cup being the centre of attention this past week or so, there were a couple of big transfer stories coming out of the Emirates yesterday evening. At around about 8pm, the club officially announced the signing of German goalkeeper Bernd Leno via social media, the hashtag this time being Hey Leno. We know all about his credentials and previous experience. But in your view, Chris, was signing a goalkeeper one of our main priorities this summer? Yeah, I think it was, um, Harry. And um, I think a lot of the fans sort of realised that it was a position in the squad that needed strengthening. Um, obviously, talked about it previously. They've been on your, your podcast and um, been reporting on Twitter that asked that a goalkeeper was a, a position that the club did want to strengthen if, if they could get the, the right player. And it seems that um, Emery's a big fan of um, Bernalino. Um, and obviously, I think um, Sven Mislin ta- um, uh, knows quite a bit about him as well from his time in Germany, obviously. Um, so um, a good signing. Um, I've been talking to a few people. Obviously, if um, any of you, your followers on your podcast follow me on Twitter, I've interviewed a few German Bundesliga writers and commentators that have watched Leno over the, the last few years. And, you know, it's sort of a mixed views on him. Um, some say he's a he's a really good goalkeeper and um, he's got a lot. Of, he has got a lot of experience in Germany, over 200 club appearances for Leverkusen, you know, and he's played Champions League football in recent years. He's obviously represented his country as well. Um, good shot stopper um, and um, quite a brave goalkeeper as well. But um, yet again, um, he can make one or two costly mistakes. Um, so that, that's a side of his game that will need to be improved over time. And I think he won't have any problem improving that. You know, I think we've got a um, good coaching staff, uh, good coaching team now, as obviously that was confirmed yesterday. Um, a highly rated goalkeeping coach as well. Uh, and Garcia, from what I've heard, uh, he's, he's highly rated as well in his job. So, um, you know, uh, I think it's a good sign. And obviously, like I said, one that did need to, to happen, in, in my opinion. Yeah, certainly. And I mean, you said there that a lot of people have spoken of the mistakes that Leno is mm. capable of making. I guess he'll fit right in at Arsenal then, won't he? Um, given <laughs> how our goalkeepers have performed of late. Um, I think it's safe to say Petr Cech's best days are certainly behind him. So, mm. um, you know, it makes sense. I've never been convinced David Ospina could be our permanent number one. So again, in that regard, it makes sense. I guess my only reservation was based on the fact that our transfer budget is pretty small this summer. And I felt as though we there were other areas that maybe needed addressing more urgently. For example, the centre of the defence, the centre of midfield. Hopefully we do get those done anyway. But obviously, if our transfer budget is 50 million, like we're led to believe, then Leno's fee of around about 20 million is, is quite a big chunk of that. But hey-ho, it's done now. And, and we believe we've got a real top quality goalkeeper on our hands. Um, Chris, do you think as a result of this, we'll now see Peter Cech or David Ospina heading for the exit? Um, yeah, well, one of them um, I expect to, to go. I mean, um, in the recent, last few days, Petr Cech was linked with a move to Napoli on loan. 
Um, then there was a, a few reports that he, he, he doesn't want to do that and he'd prefer to stay in London. He's, you know, he's happy where he is. Um, obviously, the, there's a, quite a few clubs been linked with Ospina over over the recent weeks and months. So I think uh, as it stands, I mean, this is just my personal opinion. Obviously, looking at the reports um, and looking at the two, um, it's probably more likely Ospina will, will leave. Um, and I think it's good, for, you know, maybe to have someone like Czech as a, she- a second choice goalkeeper for Leno now. Maybe, you know, he's experienced in the Premier League um, and um, he can he can maybe help uh Leno develop as a goalkeeper and and um, and uh, give him some tips now and then. So I think you know, hopefully Leno will come straight in, be number one, and then check because check's not a bad option to have as a as a number two. And like I said, will hopefully um, help Leno develop as a goalkeeper. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. And guys, I just want to apologise if you heard any feedback at the top of the show there. Um, bit of a technical problem on my part, um, so I do apologise. Um, But just when you thought that was enough fuss for one evening, fan favourite Jack Wilshire took to social media and announced he'd be leaving the club at the end of the month. He released quite a lengthy statement. But before we delve into that, Chris, what was your initial reaction to the news? And are you still trying to process it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, I I must admit, I am a little bit disappointed, a little bit gutted, but um, you know that that is football, um, and things sometimes just have to move on. Um, people have to move on. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, there's obviously this has been going on for a long time, Harry. There was always been this speculation around whether Jack was going to extend uh, his contract or not. Um, obviously, the, we knew that the meeting was coming up with an I Emery, and um, you know, he just Jack Wilshere's had made the decision based purely just on football uh, and his playing time. Um, Jack had a contract offered to him, um, which still stood when this meeting t- took place the other day. Um, and, um, you know, I think Emery was more than happy for him to stay as well. But Emery had to be honest um, and say, that, look, if you do stay, your, your, your playing time will be reduced. Um, so, like I said, Jack Wilsh has taken that decision based on playing time and his football and um, the next few years in his career uh, as a player. And, you know, he's he's done a hard thing by leaving a club where he's been at for 17 years, you know, and um, he, like I said on Twitter last night, he's Arsenal through and through. He loves the club. And ever since he's been here, he's been a very passionate player um, and he's, he's been a, a top professional um, and he's done ever so well on the many occasions where he's, you know, come back from injury. And I thought, to be fair, Harry, I thought when he came back last season uh, from injury and started playing again regularly, um, He'd done all right. I think he impressed me. I thought, you know, Jack's back and he's actually looking very fit. Um, and he's, you know, he's, he's playing like he used to. Um, but unfortunately, it ends, you know, like this. And, um, you know, I wish him all the best in the future. Um, great player. Great, great, um, great uh, player for Arsenal Football Club. And, you know, wish him all the best. And um, we'll see. We'll see where he ends up next. Yeah, that's right. And I think you were spot on there when you said he'd done all right. That, that That's the thing for me, though. I felt as though Jack Wilshere needed to come back into the team and really prove that he was worthy of holding down a starting place. And <coughs> I think, you know, 
I personally think Jack Wilshere was probably made to look a little bit better than he was last season due to the fact that some of the players around him failed to perform. Um, you know, he went out on loan to Bournemouth the year before last. In my opinion, he didn't really pull up any trees. He sort of went there. He wasn't even starting every week there. Um, and obviously there was a few minor injury issues again, which is something that we've come to associate with Jack Wilshere. I just felt as though he needed to, to step up just one more gear um, and do it on a consistent basis in order to show that he, you know, he was warranted a place. But then again, I guess when a new manager comes in, everybody's place is at stake because Unai Emery's got a, a clear philosophy that we've heard plenty about since he's been appointed. Um, he likes to see his midfielders press with intensity um, and, and work particularly hard. And I don't think that Jack is up to that physically. This is something I've said over the past season and it, kind of doesn't make sense but it does if that if, if you get what I mean Jack Wilsh has mm. been fit in the sense that he's been out on the pitch and he's been able to get through 90 minutes but in my opinion he still seems to lack that mobility and that intensity that is required to perform at the highest level week in week out and so for that reason I think it's a good move for him um you know he can go and start somewhere fresh um clean slate and, and hopefully push on to, to better things. But also from the club's point of view, you know, we're rebuilding at the moment and it's very important, in my opinion, that we don't allow sentiment to get in the way of that. And that's what I think is happening in this case. I think there's a lot of Arsenal fans that in their desperation to see Jack well, uh, sorry, to see Jack do well, they've been blinded by that and and maybe some of his performances haven't been as good as, as we're led to believe. Um, we spoke about the statement. I just want to touch on a few points, just reiterate a few points from that um, that you touched on yourself as well. He confirmed mm. he and his representatives had been in talk with the club for quite a long time. Um, he says his intentions throughout the discussions was always to remain an Arsenal player. He'd agreed to sign a financially reduced contract to make it happen. Um, but it was made clear to him during the meeting with Unai Emery that his playing time would be, in his words, significantly reduced. Now, mm. I don't think anyone should be guaranteed playing time. So, I mean, if that's the case, you know, uh, I don't really see that Emery's done anything wrong there. He's been honest with the player. He obviously doesn't see a future for Jack Wilshere at Arsenal. And so he's told him, and now Jack's got plenty of time to, to make a move, I guess. Yeah, I mean... Um... As we've seen over the last uh, few weeks, few months, um, El Nenny signed a new contract. Jacques has now signed a new contract. Ramsey, fingers crossed, um, the, the club can agree something with him um, on regarding a new contract. You know, uh, Lucas Torreira, hopefully coming in after the World Cup. Um, you know, we're with all those players um, signing their contracts and hopefully extending or coming in. Um, I mean, we've even been linked in the last few days with Benega of Seville, um, another sort of midfielder. So, um, you know, I, you know, Emery can't promise him that game time, you know, and um, he, like you said, had to be honest with him. And um, and uh, with, with all these players extending, you just, it's hard to fit everyone in. Um, so, you know, I think Jack has made the right decision in the end. You know, I want the best for Jack, you know, because he's a great player. Um, and a great professional. Um, so if he thinks that, you know, with all this happening at the club and the new change, um, you know, if he was going to have playing time restricted, then, um, you know, he's made definitely made the right decision. And um, I'd like to see him playing every week, keep him fit um, and, um, you know, 
making positive headlines again regarding performances because um you know he's he's worked hard to where he, you know after all these injuries he's had um and like i said he's a great professional so hopefully now um with you know the the the, the sky being cleared um he can go go to another club and, and really put in some good performances and and keep fit yeah completely agree and i think he needs to find a way of reigniting his career and if i was him to be honest i'd be considering a move abroad you know where he can start completely fresh and, and maybe playing a league that better suits his attributes because there's no doubt he's got outstanding technical ability for me where he's lacking is physically so if he was to go to you know Serie A La Liga maybe um, those are two things mm. where you could probably get away with it and he'd probably look a lot better player um, in my yeah. opinion now Chris you touched on Torreira there now you, you just said before we went live on air that you'd read a report that the move had been confirmed by some reporters is that right do you want to just let our listeners know what you mean yeah, well, um, I just saw a tweet. It was actually by the account Arsenic, um, who you're probably familiar with. Um, by the way, a great account. He's he's been doing a great job, not just this season or this year, sorry, but over previous years, keeping all the fans up to date um, with latest reports in the media. He'd put a tweet out because we were about to go live, Harry. So I haven't actually seen um, the, these these reporters say it myself, but apparently they've said live on air just during the uh, Uruguay. Um, game just now that the 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 move is is complete, but obviously it's not the first time we've heard something like that. The Sampdoria president president himself said live on a, a TV program last night that um, Torreira had been sold for thirty million euros. Um, so um, it, it is literally um, from what I from what I can see, um, for what we've heard, for people I've spoken to uh, over in Italy um, who have connections to this deal. It's a matter of uh, if. Uh, a matter of when and not if, sorry. Um, and, um, you know, I th like me and you just had a brief chat before we went live. Um, it seems as if the club don't really want to disturb Torreira's um, World Cup um, work. And, uh, you know, um, like we said, you know, I think there's no harm in just sort of releasing a statement saying, um, you know, we've agreed a deal to sign Torreira, who will be joining up with the squad after the World Cup or yeah. something like that, something along those lines, just so, we, you know, there is confirmation there. Um, but, yeah, so from what we all understand, obviously from in the media the last uh, uh, month or two, that it seems like it is a done deal. Um, and uh, hopefully we can get sort of some confirmation soon. Yeah, of course, that would be fantastic. So a summer of change at the Arsenal then, and we expect Sogradis to be announced in the coming weeks, and we're hopeful of signing Lucas Torreira, as we've just said. If that was all the business we did this summer, Chris, would you be pleased, or do you still feel we're lacking in other areas? Well, it's certainly positions that we needed to improve, Harry. So from that point of view, I'm happy with that. You know, a new goalkeeper, a new central defender, back up for Bellerin. Um, and obviously a defensive midfielder in Torreira. I still feel um, as if we could add a winger, maybe. You know, obviously we've been, been linked with Pavon, um, the Boca Juniors winger, Gelson Martins, who played earlier for Portugal, obviously just recently terminated his contract at Sport in Lisbon. Um, even Bernard, a Brazilian winger, who's literally just left um, uh, Shakhtar uh, Donetsk, on a, so he's a free agent now. You know, they're all sort of names that have been mentioned. So, I mean, especially with the free the free agents, if it's someone like Gelson Martins, if we if we didn't look at that um, as a potential income, and then I think we'd be stupid because he's a very talented uh, player. Obviously, he's still young, playing at the World Cup of Portugal. Um, I think that would be a great addition, especially on a free transfer. 
Um, so, I mean, potentially another centre-back. I'd like to see maybe one more centre-back come in, especially if um, Holden Chambers or even Mustafi left, whether that's on loan or a permanent deal. I still think we could have, do with one more maybe to partner um, yeah. Sokolatis. Um, Soyuncu has been mentioned, the uh, Turkish defender. Um, from what we know, obviously, the talks have taken place between Freiburg um, and Arsenal and the player's agent. Um, but there's, that's gone a bit quiet in recent days, but we could have an update. You don't know. Um, so we'll have to see where that one goes. So definitely the, where we have added so far, Harry, I'm, I'm happy because they're, they're positions that need to be strengthened. But if we can add one or two more, then um, that would top off a great summer, in my opinion. Yep. No, agree completely, Chris, um, as always. Right, I want to say a big uh, hello to a few people that are watching us live at the moment. Uh, shout out to Gunners Boys TV, which is another Arsenal YouTube channel. Um, and it's a great one as well. He's watching live for the first time. So thank you very much, my friend. Um, Evan Lloyd says, hello, boys. Um, hello to you, my friend. And Aman Khan says, Chris knows what he's talking about. Love when you have him on the show. Thanks for your feedback. Thank you, mate. <laughs> Lovely to hear stuff like that. Um, yep. Chris, my thanks for joining me as always. Um, so ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. In fact, why don't you give us a like too if you're watching on YouTube. Some of you have asked for our Transfer Talks Summer Series to go onto our podcast feed in audio format. So we'll be making sure this one is uploaded shortly. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Acast, SoundCloud and all the usual outlets. If you haven't listened to the Frank McClintock interview, actually check that one out. It's on the feed now. Um, and stay tuned for some announcements coming your way regarding the show next season exciting times ahead with some brilliant people on board you can follow us on twitter at chronicles underscore afc i'm at harry simu and chris is at c davison underscore afc until next time auf wiedersehen